plug those headphones in. It's time for Ireland's only interactive podcast, the multi-award-winning Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. And you're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy, recorded at our studio in the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock in North County, Dublin. Now, first things first, we want to give a big shout out and welcome back to Opinions Matter, our show sponsor, the Snailbox Restaurant, which is located between Slane and Ashburn on the N2 Road. You can't miss it. There's a big sign along the road saying you're approaching the Snailbox. Anyway, the Snailbox is my favourite restaurant uh, and I can't recommend them enough. And also... If you happen to be, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in the vicinity of the snail box, why not pop into them? Because they are setting about breaking a world record for their unbelievable, and I mean unbelievable, there isn't a square inch of the place that doesn't have a baseball cap, their unbelievable collection of uh, baseball caps. They're trying to break a world record uh, for the uh, largest amount of baseball back bats, uh, baseball bats, baseball hats. On uh, public display. And how many are they looking for? Like, if they put a cap on it? No, they haven't. No, no, no. They're, they're going to keep going. Oh, so there's no cap? There's no cap. So, okay, no. keep going. Okay. Um, so, if you have a baseball cap at home and you don't really need it, bring it into the snail box and uh, in return, they will give you one of their own baseball caps. And so you're not without a baseball cap is really the point. So if you bring in two or three or four or five, they will give you two or three or four or five in return. It's the best deal ever, and it's to help them break a world record. And if you walk into the place, you can't but notice the thousands and of baseball caps on the roof. You, you're there more often than you're in your own kitchen. Um, no, that's true, yeah. How yep. far are we off the, the like... About 20 minutes from the M50. No, how far are we off breaking the world record? Oh, just... sorry, I thought you were saying, where is the snail box? No, I okay, know where but... the snail box is. How far are we close? Um, I think so, yeah. yeah. Oh. They just need a little uh, extra nudge and extra few baseball caps to help them along the way. Okay. Anyway, the snail box uh, bar and restaurant at uh, Kilmoon Cross on the N2 between Slane and Ashburn. Pop in. They have the finest selection of food. And for the winter months, they have the stew is back, which is absolutely to die for. Time of year you can eat a stew. You can eat a stew in, in June. the middle of summer. No, no, no. And then we want to give a, a show a shout out to our other sponsor. Yes. Are you thinking of changing jobs, looking for a fresh start, a new path, or better opportunities? Most of you are. A lot of people are. Well, at Recruit.ie, who are one of our advertisers, they are passionate about connecting companies with skilled talent. They cater for all industries and organise regular virtual recruitment and tech career expos. So, if you want to find your dream job Adrian oh, no, yeah. you have, you're supposed to say you have your dream job uh, if you want uh, to find your dream job Adrian, I have my dream job Jeremy there you go but other people don't visit recruit.ie today and I know a lot of our listeners are in the marketplace for a new job everybody wants to change jobs absolutely yeah. you don't want to stay <clears throat> it's not good to stay in the same job for too long says the man who stayed in the same job for 20 years that's true but I'm looking back in it now <laughs> I should have gone to recruit.ie and changed my course and, and looking at uh, at their website the amount of jobs ah. that are available uh, and we can't recommend them enough so you 
you just go to recruit.ie, uh, click into jobs, and there are literally, without exaggeration, uh, thousands of jobs uh, available there. So recruit.ie, and they are our uh, current sponsor on the Opinions Matter podcast. So what do we want to talk about on this latest Opinions Matter podcast? Well, Jeremy, this is something that you've been working on for a while. Yeah, it's something that's very close to my heart. Now, I just want to say I haven't been addicted to painkillers myself, but I can understand how you could fall down that path. I remember, God, it was gone about 10 years ago and I had the, the toothache from hell and I was afraid to go to the dentist. So I just did what everybody did. I took painkiller after painkiller. I come on, like I feel the pain coming back in. I took the painkillers. And at one stage, I was taking a lot of painkillers to the point that I was regularly in the chemist. No, I wasn't going to the same chemist. I was going to different chemists because, you know, if you go to the chemist, they ask you a thousand questions. And so I, even though I didn't become addicted to them, I can understand how dangerous they are. And I think people scoff at it. We put this up on social media and people are going, ah, it's ridiculous. I, I want to be able to buy Neurofen. It's only Neurofen, for God's sake. Adrian, will you tell them what Neurofen contains? It contains codeine, which is... A derivative of what heroin is made of, yeah, basically. Yeah, the poppy, the poppy yep, leaf, isn't yep. it? So, we have two reasons for talking about this. Now, in a moment on this podcast, we are going to hear from a woman, Joanne, who almost died from an addiction to over-the-counter painkillers. Not prescription painkillers, over-the-counter painkillers, the same one that you can walk into a chemist after listening to this and buy a package. Then you can go around the corner to the next chemist and buy another package, and so on and so forth. So these are over-the-counter painkillers that you would take for toothache, period pains, headache, whatever the case may be. Now, we're not exaggerating when we say she almost died. Her heart stopped for two minutes. This is... When you when you hear her story, you're going to go, well, hopefully this will open your eyes. Um... But the reason we're mentioning this is because of regular listener Declan, who wants to see over-the-counter painkillers made illegal without prescription. And they will understand why when they hear his story, won't they? Absolutely, Uh, yeah. uh, We're going to give you his story in a second, but we want to ask you the question, do you support this idea or do you think, do you think it's wrong? That Adrian, this evening, can buy an unlimited amount of painkillers. You could literally... Well, no, strictly speaking, I can't buy an unlimited amount well, it's of all, It's only limited by the amount of money you have in your pocket. Yes, well, you no, it's, it, Well, it's, it's limited by the amount of pharmacies that are nearby, because each pharmacy will only sell me one packet. Okay, but presuming you could drive to 10 different pharmacies now, couldn't you? And buy a packet of 24 Neurofen in each pharmacy. Yes, I probably could, So yep. you could be... You could have 240... Codeine tablets in your person in an hour. Yep, I right? could. Yep. Is that not wrong? Well, that's the question he's asking. Go on, read his, read his, so here, um, his email. Here's what Declan says. Lads, this is a topic that needs to be highlighted immediately. Painkillers. Not prescription ones, over-the-counter ones. My wife is addicted to them. I only found this out recently. It had been going on for two years. It started with her taking two Neurofen a day for headaches she was having. I just found out that she's been taking up to 20 a day now. Jesus. Uh, buying them in different chemists. She's getting help for it now, but my point is, is it not time to ban this stuff over the counter? It's as addictive as heroin. She has told me that herself. You should need a prescription for it. If you did, my wife wouldn't be in the situation where she's more than likely has permanent organ damage. Uh, please talk about this and spread the word. I love your podcast and thanks for highlighting the important issue. So 20 a day she was on. Uh, how did he not know that? 
Because it, it, yeah, well, there yeah, wouldn't yeah, be any outward no. signs of it. No, it's not as if it's not like she's pissed out of her head or goofing off, no, like no, on no. heroin and stuff like that. Yeah, no, but it just becomes a physical. Uh, it, it's like a nicotine addiction. There's no outward signs that you're addicted to nicotine. Yeah, in fact, but you, you need your nicotine. You could be taken. You could have taken twenty already today. And I, I could. Would, and you wouldn't and know. I, I wouldn't no, know. you wouldn't sure know. Wouldn't. No. So the question we're asking then is, and this is well, this is the question Declan is asking: Should medications containing codeine be made? available on prescription only. Now, I know I'm just re- reading some of the reaction that has come in so far, and a lot of people are saying, no, take personal responsibility, uh, it's your business, should we ban alcohol as well? Okay. Alcohol is dangerous and addictive, and, and that's a fair point. Okay, well, then my argument to those people would be, and we're going to talk to some of them, the, the, the personal responsibility uh, people, who I normally agree with, but if that's the case, if that's the case, if you believe that everything comes down to personal responsibility, let me ask you a question. Would you also like to see heroin legalised? That's a different question. Well, no, it's, no, it's not. No, no, no. no, it's no. Not. Sorry, people use these medications to ease no, pain. No, it's not a different question. It's not because personal responsibility, take heroin, don't take heroin. But there are, people, there are some who believe all drugs should be legalised, by the way. Yeah. Um, and leave it up to people to decide what they're going to take. But it, that's different because these products are, are designed not for, um, for recreational purposes. They are designed for uh, your for painkilling and stuff like but that. I, and, and people were also texting in saying, uh, do you not read the package? Do you not read the package? Do these people understand addiction? You don't. Obviously, it says on a packet in your friend you should only take X amount a day, yeah? Yeah, but who for a short period of but time? If you're addicted to that, you're not going to you're not going to read the package, are you not? Well, our number is 085-825-2626. Send us a WhatsApp with your opinion on this. Should there be um, uh, uh, regulations brought in that mean that codeine medication is only available uh, by prescription? So you have to do uh, a, a visit to your doctor in order to get a prescription, in order to get Neurofen Plus or whatever it is that contains uh, codeine. A lot of people are saying, absolutely, yes, they are that dangerous, they are that uh Addictive. Others are saying, no, get a grip, take personal responsibility. If I want to get uh, salpidine tomorrow, I should be able to. Okay, now, uh, I did warn you about this, and I'm giving you another trigger warning. I'm about to talk, well, I spoke to her just before the show. I'm about to talk to a woman called Joanne, who, her heart stopped for two whole minutes on a hospital bed because her addiction to over-the-counter painkillers, the same ones you take for headaches, mm. uh, got so bad. And I started off by asking her how this all started. Well, it happened very, very simply. Um, I, first of all, never took a street drug in my life. As everybody else does, I took painkillers um, for the usual hangovers, back pain, headaches. And with the Neurofen Plus, after taking two, it, they made me feel kind of a nice feeling, you know. Um, what did you first take them for, the, the, the Neurofen Plus? Um, ordinary headache. And um, it, very quickly, I, I decided, well, I've taken two. I wonder what four would do. So, you know, it built up like that. And as I was building it up, my body was building up a tolerance to them. These were over-the-counter um over the counter tablets that you were getting, you don't need a prescription for them. They were they were just painkillers. Absolutely not. No no prescription, no nothing. Just walked in and asked for them. And as my addiction became worse, I was taking two packets a day. Now I was able to go from one chemist. First of all, I you know uh, a couple of years back, it, they weren't as lenient. 
Um, I, I, I went in and I would say uh, two, two packets of 24 Neurofen Plus, please. And there was no to or fro about it. They were given to me. They would literally hand you over 48 tablets of Neurofen Plus. And I, know, I, I used to get them myself because I used to do them yeah. if I had a headache or a, a toothache. And as you're saying, before the, the chemist cracked down on it, you could literally walk into your local chemist and buy uh, two packets of, of very strong painkillers. Now, I go to the chemist every day on a, on a very special medication. And I see it still. And, and the girls have the spiel of, I actually know the girls in the chemist very well. Someone will come in, they'll say, um, can I have some Nurofen Plus? 12 or 24, they say 24. Are they for yourself? I even know the spiel, are they for yourself? You know you only have to take them for three days. Yeah, yada, 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 and that's fine, they have them. They can then go out, go into another chemist, get another packet, and that's the only thing that's out there to stop them buying it. And the girls are so used to saying it, you'll still get them, no matter what. You know, they, they said they clamped down on the sale of it because of the codeine uh, in it, but they haven't. So, at its worst, you were taking two full boxes of painkillers a day? Not at my worst. I ended up taking 75 Neurofen Plus a day. At, th- at that point, was it to treat a pain you had or was it was it purely out of a, out of addiction at this stage? Purely addiction. The codeine in my body... Um, they say that codeine is just like heroin. Now, I wouldn't know what heroin is like, but it gives you this feeling. It, it's of numbness and life is great and everything is OK. OK, so at what point, at what point in your life, Paula, did you realise I am addicted to painkillers? It took me a year before I started hiding the fact from my family that I was taking them. So, you know, up to that, I'd openly take them because I'd only be taking two. Okay, and, and you know. yeah, there's no stigma attached to taking a, a painkiller in front of people. People just think, oh, she has a headache or a toothache. But you were taking that many tablets privately as well without the knowledge of your family? Without the knowledge of my family, I would pull in my car. I would open the, at that stage, I would have 48 tablets. I'd open, I'd drive in, park my car, take all the tablets out, put them in my pocket, get to the house, put them in a sock. And before I had a very, very good job, um, I was head of security for a very big company in Dublin. I won't mention them. Um, And I worked through my addiction uh, with my job very well. I used to take 48 Neurofen Plus before I would get into the shower to go to work. My God, how how did yeah. your how did your body feel after taking that many tablets? I mean, that's a lot of people consider that an overdose. How would your body it, feel after taking that m- many tablets, that much codeine uh, into your body? You know, from taking them over a great length of time, your body becomes immune. It's like when people take a drug. They have to take more of that drug eventually. Were you feeling withdrawal symptoms when you didn't take the tablets? Absolutely. And it was then I, well, I knew, I knew all along myself I needed help, but I knew I was also caught in a situation that I didn't know how to get out of.
it was like being on a roller coaster and every time I'd buy them, I would say to myself in my head, now today's the last day you're buying these and you won't buy them tomorrow. And I'd say that to myself every day. And then my personality started to change. I started to isolate way more from my family. Um, they knew that I was addicted and they knew I was addicted to Nurofen Plus. And it wasn't until I was living in my apartment when my sisters couldn't get me on the phone, but they knew that I was fooling around with tablets. And they came to my apartment and they found me unresponsive on the floor. After being in work that whole day, worked, it was a Friday, being in work that whole day, and they came and they found me unresponsive. The ambulance crew, I have to say, were absolutely excellent. I spent two weeks in a coma in Tala Hospital. I went into multiple organ failure. Um, when I got to Tala Hospital, I went into heart failure. And my heart was down for two minutes. And the whole family, of course, the ones that were in England, were all called... Um, because they were going to have to be asked to make a decision whether to switch off the machine or not because they didn't know how much brain damage I had or that I would ever breathe for myself again. Can you remember how many tablets you had taken prior to that happening? No. That was the stage where I was getting to the stage where I couldn't even remember how many I'd taken. You were literally popping them night and day? Yeah, night, night and day. My whole life was revolved around where I could get them. Like I was working and well able to fund my addiction. But, but my whole life was preoccupied by uh, my addiction. That's such a sad story. Uh, that is Joanne. And Jeremy spoke to uh, Joanne before uh, today's show. And uh, when I arrived here at the office today, you really looked shocked by what yeah, you'd heard. I was, because I've never spoken to someone before whose heart had literally stopped for two minutes. And I just want all of you who think that these painkillers are, are harmless... Um, Listen to that woman's story. She's so at one she, stage, she's uh, lucky to be with us. By absolutely, the way. at one stage she was taking seventy-five Neurofen Plus tablets a day. A day. Yeah. By the addiction, think of the damage that she must have been doing to her liver, to her stomach, to uh, everything because she was addicted. Anyway, her fa- her family found her unresponsive in her apartment, and she was effectively dead. Yeah. Um, so Declan is the guy who got in contact with us in the first place and Declan uh, believes that prescription uh, that uh, medication like this that is available over the counter albeit with a few questions from the pharmacist behind the counter um, they'll give you the once over but it's fairly easy to get them um, he believes Declan is the guy who got in contact with us he believes these medications that contain codeine should be available only on prescription so your doctor has to prescribe them and your doctor may prescribe them for one or two weeks and after that if you need them again you have to go back to your doctor again and uh, 
most doctors wouldn't prescribe it over and over and over again. Anthony, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Anthony? I'm all right. How are you? Uh, good, thanks, Anthony. Well, uh, Declan is the guy who contacted us initially. You just heard uh, Joanne and her awful story. What's your view on this? Should medication like this be available on prescription only? No. Why? It should because with the cost of living crisis at the moment, people won't be able to afford having to keep going to the doctor and getting prescription. They'll need over-the-counter painkillers like paracetamol, Nurofen. Okay, okay. No, 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 nobody is talking about more financial sorry. burden. On okay, them. hang on, hang on. Nobody is talking about paracetamol. Uh, paracetamol is is available in in petrol stations, for God's sake. Now, we're only talking about products that contain codeine like Salpidine or Neurofen Plus. That's all. One of my relatives needed some Neurofen recently for some pain he had, but he's all right. He didn't become addicted to it. The majority shouldn't have to end up spending more money and more financial burden because a minority gets addiction issues. It's just not right on the majority. Okay, so you believe that enough... Restrictions are in place. Uh, you know, if you go in to buy uh, a product with codeine in it, you will be asked a fair few questions about what you need it for. Have you taken it before? Uh, you can only buy one packet. All of those uh, uh, regulations are in place. You think that's enough, do you? I just think people do not need any more financial burden on them than, they, than we have at the moment with the cost of living going on. It just wouldn't be right. We don't need people to have to keep being pushed to bring you, but more have to spend more money. We just heard from a woman, Joanne, just a second ago, who described how her addiction to uh, Neurofen Plus nearly killed her. Now, that's not right either. We d- we shouldn't be selling products that people can actually die from. Well, not everyone gets addicted. It's like it's like with some sort of alcohol. Because people get drunk, should we ban alcohol as well? There are some people who think we should ban alcohol, but no, uh, I agree with you. We're not going to ban uh, alcohol, even though it can kill uh, some people. Okay, stay there for one second if you can, please. 085-825-2626 is our WhatsApp number. Send us a WhatsApp voice note with your opinion on this. The question is, should we restrict the sale of uh, painkillers containing codeine, should we restrict their uh, sale to prescription only? Send me a WhatsApp to 085-825-2626. Stephen, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Stephen? I'm good. Congrats on the uh, awards, man. Ah, thanks very much, Stephen. That's very kind of you. Uh, That was our podcast award that we won a couple of weeks back. Thanks very much, Stephen. Anyway, what did you want to say on this? Do you believe we should restrict... Uh, codeine-based medication to prescription only? Personally, no. I think everything is okay in moderation. Um, we have a lot worse things in the market. They can buy, by going to the shop, for example, alcohol, tobacco, there's not a problem with that. You go, you go get as much as you want really there, don't you? So, yeah, I don't see what the problem is really. Like, there's instructions on the packet. Um, and even if they were to ban them, how are you going to get an appointment with the doctor every time you have a headache? Um, <laughs> oh, no, okay, no, 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 presumably in, the in, likes in, of codeine, though, wouldn't you wouldn't generally be taking codeine because you've a bit of a headache? No. Well, as well, in most houses, in my house, in my medicine cabinet, in the bathroom, yeah, there's always a box of, of Neurofen there, yeah. Um, or to be Neurofen for babies and kids and all that. So you'll always have a packet there anyway. Not, so, sorry, not all of those products contain codeine. 
No, well, not the, not the, the ones for the babies. What I'm saying is, in every medicine cabinet, everybody has something that if you have a toothache tonight, you'll have enough tablets in the house to get you through the night. Or if you don't, you'll call into Mrs. O'Brien next door. Mrs. O'Brien, have you got an L tablet for me, toothache? So there's no need to have a stockpile of um, of opioids in your house, sure does not. No, I agree. But it's, no. uh, Stephen, your your argument is that <clears throat> it, there's lots of things on the market that cause people problems. This is one of them. Yeah. We we accept. We just heard that lady uh, a couple of minutes ago. But you still don't, don't believe. You still don't believe that um, it's a big enough problem to warrant these medications being only on prescription. I don't think it's a problem at all. Oh, well, it is a problem. You just heard that lady a couple of minutes ago. She was nearly dead as a result of um, her addiction to Neurofen Plus. This is what happens with abuse. You've seen stories of people abusing alcohol, abusing tobacco. People die from tobacco abuse every single day. So, you know, it's it's all part of the parcel, really. Like, Jerry made it compared to their humans regarding heroin. Heroin is 14 times more potent than codeine. So there's no comparison there whatsoever. Um, so it may be more potent. I agree with you. It's more uh, potent. Oh, sorry, However, yeah. um, they uh, come from the same product and have the same addictive qualities. Oh, sorry, I have to say that to you. The, the, the woman we just spoke to there uh, a moment ago, Joanne, who died, whose heart stopped for two minutes, she said it herself, and she would know more than we would. She said it was as addictive as heroin. She said it. Not me. She said it. It is. Codeine is. is a, it, it would be as, as addictive as heroin. It would be as, as dangerous, though. And the problem is with um, heroin is it's illegal and it's not controlled at the moment. So you don't know how much you're getting when you get your when when these drug addicts are getting their fix, whatever you want to call it. So you can't really make that comparison as what I'm saying. Well, okay, but, but this lady, um, Joanne, that we spoke to a couple of minutes ago, was so strung out that um, she was taking 75 tablets a day. That's how addictive it was. Yes, but this is, this is why you have to be extremely careful when you're taking codeine. You have to read the instructions on the back and follow. It actually says in the back of most packets that this is the dose you take if you're still not feeling well or whatever the problem is after two to three days. I don't know what exactly it says. It says go seek a medical treatment then at that point. You know what I mean? So... This is okay, so, so, so the, yeah, the, the instructions on the use of codeine-based medication are very clear. That's really the point you're making. Um, yeah. And if, if you're going to know. abuse it, then that's your issue. Well, I, would, I wouldn't put that. Look, again, I've, I've a lot of experience with uh, drug addiction, a lot of abuse within my family. So I understand it quite well. And I know people struggle quite a lot. And, and a lot of people have addictive personalities. This is where you just have to be extremely careful when it comes to these types of medications. And um, you have to look at the back, you know, and be like, if you're not, I wouldn't continue to take it on a long way. I know, but see, um, Stephen, I don't, I don't think you're hearing the interview we just did. You're saying read the instructions. That woman wasn't going to be reading the instructions. She was popping them. No, like, I'm sure she like did like read the instructions in the first why, place. Why, why didn't she have to start? Why didn't she have to start? Jeremy? I'm sure she probably I'm sure did. She did, but she, it became an addiction in, in the same way. Why does someone take their first shot of heroin when they know it's addictive? She became addicted to it. It's an addictive uh, substance. No, I completely understand that. And my heart goes out for it, to be honest. But at the same time, like it, you can't just file ban them all. You know, because they are quite helpful for a lot of people. Like, uh, for okay, example, uh, 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 really bad people, like, yeah, let's, uh, let's deal, with, let's deal with how 
advantageous products with uh, codeine are in terms of being painkillers, they oh. are absolutely fantastic. Oh, a godsend. A godsend, yeah. If you have a chronic toothache or whatever the case may be, they yeah. are very good. Yeah. And it is the codeine in them that is that very good agent that helps yeah. the pain. Okay, well then we need to... Okay, nobody's talking about okay, banning. Nobody's you, talking about banning. No, no, I know that. But you, you said you yourself you had a really bad uh, toothache at the weekend, yeah? Yes, I did. And you took some uh, Neurofen Plus or whatever Express, it was. Express, Neurofen Express. Okay, whatever yeah. it was. Had you had to go to your doctor on Saturday morning and pay 60 quid just to get rid of your toothache, that's a bit of a pain in the neck. But again, that's not going to happen because everybody keeps a box. Everybody has a painkiller somewhere, okay? this we were, What we're talking about here, lads, is stopping somebody be able to get their hands on... How many tablets? 75 tablets a day she took. How did she get her hands on 75? Because she abused the system. Yeah. She abused the system by going from chemist to chemist to chemist and getting uh, loads of products. And that, I'm not saying ban them. Jesus, I take them myself. What I'm saying is we need to have a situation in place, Stephen, where that girl, Joanne, cannot get her hands on 75 tablets uh, in one day. That's all and, like and, that and what is that then? Given your PPS number when you buy well, a packet or and then it comes up on a computer system, what is it? Possibly, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think if there's some sort of line of communication between different pharmacies and chemists, it might improve that whole system. I don't know. Maybe. Okay, all right. So stay there for one second if you can. Uh, Michelle, I'll be with you in a moment. I want to have a listen to this WhatsApp voice note from Stephen. Hi, lads. Stephen here just on uh, your topic there. Yeah, I believe 100% all them tablets should be prescription only. A friend of mine only died six months ago. He wasn't just a friend. We were housemates. We lived together for nearly two, three years and uh, started off with a toothache and he started taking Salpidine and then he started taking Norofin uh, between the Tuesday and uh, a Saturday taking countless and they were giving him the kiss of life uh, above in the bedroom floor on a Saturday night and that's the last I've seen in my life. All those tablets is heartbreaking even thinking of it now talking about it. They should be all banned and any chemist I've seen selling them without uh, over the counter without prescription should automatically lose their license. 36 years of age, they have kids behind them. What do you think? Thanks, sorry I can't come on. It's Ireland's most talked about podcast. The only podcast with live callers and live debates. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. I'm still in shock from that message that we played from uh, Stephen just a moment ago. The Um, man man was almost crying. Yeah, talking about a 36-year-old who, uh, to deal with pain, got addicted uh, to codeine medication and ended up dead at 36. My God almighty, that is scary. And he believes that all of these medications should be banned from uh, over-the-counter sale and should be on prescription only. And if it's on prescription only, you would only get one packet. Michelle, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Michelle? Grand, thanks. Michelle, you heard that message just a second ago uh, describing how uh, his friend at 36 years of age died in a very quick period of time because of a, a, a an addiction to codeine. What did you want to say on this? Well, it's difficult because if you're, like, if you need it over the weekend and there's no doctor available and you're in a hell of a lot of pain, like, what do you do? Do you, like, clog up the A&E at the hospital or, like, what's the story like, you know? And I mean, uh, Jeremy, back to your toothache last Saturday. Had you not gotten a tablet... Uh, uh, lads, lads, why are we... This is quite simple. 
this is quite simple. The, the toothache I had on Saturday, yeah. yeah, and I was talking to you on the phone about it, and you said, what's wrong with you? I said, I have a killer of a toothache. Yeah. Had I not had a box of Nurofen Express in the house, yeah. one of the neighbours would have had them. You would have got them from somewhere. We're not talking about the Holy Grail here. Okay, but say, okay, you, Someone but, always has a painkiller. No, no, someone absolutely, always has a painkiller. Hang on, hang on. You manage to get your hands on one or two, and then you have to pay 60 quid to go to your doctor to get more. That's no, ridiculous. Uh, if your doctor knows you, if your doctor knows you, they're not going to... By the way, no doctor... I regularly, for my doctor, get prescriptions and don't have to pay the full amount. No doctor is going to charge you 60 quid. Just, no, they're not. They're not. You'd be surprised. Well, I would be surprised. So, uh, Michelle, your argument is that sometimes you need medication like this and um, you need to be able to get your hands on it on a Saturday or on a Sunday or whatever. Well, yeah, you need pain relief every now and again when the doctor's not around. I mean, I have a condition. They sell me as much as I need, but like, I don't even take what they try to give me. But, um, yeah, if if you wanted that many pills, you just swap around areas too, like Henry Street one day, Grafton Street one day, Callow one day, Blanche one day, Dundrum one day, go to all the chemists. You can, like, have as many as you want. There's no... Isn't that how people like that lady, Joanne, that we heard from at the start? Um, isn't that how they get addicted to the, those products? Because you yeah. can go from but, chemist to chemist to chemist. Yeah, yeah. But what are they going to do, like, if you're stuck on it? Friday evening, Saturday evening, you're in ribbons, like in pain. Like, what are you going to do? Like, do you know what I mean? There are other painkillers, by the way. I mean, we're, we're forgetting that there, were, there are other products that just don't have codeine in them. Uh, that maybe yeah, good, uh, they may be not as effective, but they still do work. Okay, Michelle, I want to read out this. We're going to talk to Rachel in a second, who will probably disagree with you, I'm sure. Vicky sent in um, this message. I'm not going to give out her full name, but she says, I think you should be only able to get them from a doctor. I was addicted to them for years. Uh, then I got myself clean for years. The fact that she even says, got myself clean shows you how difficult they are and now I'm back to where uh, I started because they are so easy to get um, so that's what she's but if they go illegal then you'll just buy them off a dealer and what will you get in the tablet because they just well, we're going to have Nure, we're going to have Nurofen dealers well you may well have yeah what the well, kid so the, the, kin, the, the Kinnahans will be dealing in Eurofan. Is that what we're... If the, here, from the dealers. Yeah, if there's you money to be made, uh, dealers will deal anything. That's the point, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they, all the prescription drugs you can get off dealers without having a prescription. That's the point. You mm. don't have to take the prescription and go down and get them. But, I mean, if you're going to that level, what are they pushing them up with? What are they going to mix them with before they hand them over to you? Okay, so you believe that, again, as with a lot of callers... This comes down to personal responsibility. And maybe we need to find a way of controlling their sale a bit more. Uh, but if you need to get your hands on uh, some painkillers on a Sunday, uh, you should be able to without having to go and see your doctor. Or having to go and clog up the A&E, which is already packed anyway. Absolutely, yeah. By going in with uh, your pain because you can't get treated anywhere else. Stay there for one second because, Rachel, um, you believe that people are being far too... Relaxed about this. What I'm do you mean? I'm absolutely gobsmacked at what I'm hearing, Adrian, to be honest with you. Gobsmacked. Just that point that people, what do they do on weekends? So there are various doctors. You make a phone call, a phone call back to you. They send a prescription through to a chemist. So there's no need to make such an issue out for that one. I'm horrified, to be totally honest with you, and I'm disgusted because I know several people that are actually on methadone now because of the addiction pain, because of their addiction to painkiller. Because that has been the only way to get them off, to wean them off. People are, are and, and it's, 
they're fighting so hard to keep them in, the chemists, keep them there. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not as if it's the be-all and end-all of painkillers. There's umpteen painkillers that they want codeine in them that do just as good a job. And if people are so worried about not having codeine or not having, not having neurocentrus or something, or whichever one it is, there available. I actually beg to wonder why. Why did we fight so hard for something of codeine to be readily available over the counter? But they give out crap about people selling heroin. Because people may say, oh, they're different. Yeah, one is socially acceptable. The other isn't. So okay, they, they, so you, you're putting them in the same category, though. Of course. Because there's, at the end of the day, whether it's whether it's heroin, whether it's sulfidine, whether it's not opioid based, so they essentially have the exact same effect. And what ends up happening is people misjudge the whole thing because, one, because it's readily available and it's legal. It's, it's like drink and drugs, say, illegal drugs, say. Drink has a much worse effect than some drugs. Not all, but some. And then because it's socially acceptable, it doesn't have the bad rap or the bad kind of image or the bad, the kind of bad way it would be the mouth hysteria kind of thing. Okay, but well, 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 let me just go back to Michelle for a second. And Michelle, yeah. basically what she's saying is um, it, it, she can't get over the attitude of somebody like you um, uh, that we, we're demanding products like this, but we wouldn't demand heroin be made available. And she's, she's putting them in the same category. Um, well, I'm not saying they should or shouldn't. What I'm saying is a lot of places take it very lackadaisy, like Dublin City Council having a man working there and not worrying them whatsoever. But the other point she made there was you can go to an out-of-hours doctor. But that depends. That's, very, uh, that's a very Dublin phrase. Because a lot of places... No, it's not. No, it's not. There's an out-of-hours doctor in every county in Ireland. There's an out-of-hours doctor in every county in Ireland. Just carry that question there. Just to see Dr. Dublin. There's a, I'm not wrong. There is, a, there is an actual... You are wrong. Go to the HSE and check it out. There's an out-of-hours stock available. And it's for every county. It may it's not be not even in your county. Sometimes for Dublin... Sometimes for Dublin, they transfer it down to KDOC. It may not always be readily available in your county, but it's always available on the phone, and it's always done as a phone call, uh, phone consultation. And either way, there's a hundred more, like, not a hundred, plenty more painkillers and chemists that were. And, were I, I, and I, I said that to Michelle, job. Michelle, I said that to you just a while ago that there are lots of other painkillers that don't have codeine in them, and it's we all agree that maybe we 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 agree that they're not, maybe not as strong or not as effective. Uh, however, they are still. Available. This is Jordan. They are silent killers. They are silent killers. Next, like you take it for two days, and then next few days time, you think, okay, my head will take another few. And then before you know it, like you're getting withdrawals. You you want them all the time. You're feeling a little buzz off them. They are a nightmare. I know so many people addicted to them. They should be subscribed. Honestly, thanks, lads. It's Ireland's most talked about podcast. The only podcast with live callers and live debates. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. We're in the middle of a conversation all to do with um, medication that is available over the counter in most pharmacies uh, containing codeine. We know the products that we're talking about. We're talking about Neurofen Plus. We're talking about Salpidine and other products as well uh, that all contain codeine. 
Um, there are restrictions in place. You can only buy one packet. You can. Uh, you have to go to the pharmacy, and the pharmacy will question you about them. They will uh, advise you not to take them for more than three days. Uh, and you do get ca- kind of the third degree, but it's not impossible uh, to get your hands on them. Now, uh, a lot of people are saying, absolutely, we're taking this. We're being far too flippant about this. These are dangerous products. You heard from our very first uh, guest on the programme, Uh, Joanne, how she was nearly dead as a result of her addiction. You heard the voice note that we played a couple of minutes ago from a man whose friend is dead because of his addiction to uh, products with codeine in them. A lot of people are arguing this is all about personal responsibility. We're not going to ban alcohol just because some people die from alcohol. We're not going to ban cigarettes because people die from cigarettes. It's all about personal responsibility. Stan, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Stan? Good afternoon. Now, Stan, what did you want to say on this? You must need habits to keep you awake. My God, man, you've done some hours these last week and a half, haven't you, pal? <laughs> it's, it's, it's only for the rest of this week and then I'll be back to normal. Anyway, yeah, go on. You're back to normal. Um, no, Adrian, we can't keep many stating and legislating for everything and for everybody. I mean, are, are we going to ban sweets, sugary drinks? They cause obesity. We all know that. You eat too many sweet, sugary drinks, you're going to get obese, you're going to get heart disease, you're going to die. Alcoholics. Uh, uh, Jeremy, one thing, you never have any sympathy for alcoholics, yeah? But yeah, you, you, you're jumping on this bandwagon and trying to ban it. Uh, and I mean, if I need a painkiller to go and spend 60 quid. I mean, alcoholics, do we ban al- alcohol? How many... People don't no, no, I, I just I just said that myself a yeah. moment ago. Again, Stan, I didn't, I never, never use the word ban. No, you, you said they should be on prescription. Yeah. I should say prescription. But uh, and you were saying also about a doctor charging you. Come down to where I live. The doctor charges you just for your medical cert. Yeah. I was out of work for two years because of me back, and I got charged fifty quid every time I went down for a medical cert. And there are lots of doctors like that, Jeremy. And there is so. doctors that do that. They won't let you but in. Okay, uh, 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 Rachel, who's on the other line here, uh, is basically giving out, saying we're not taking this seriously enough. This is a big problem. And uh, uh, Rachel, in your own words, you said you can't believe what you've been hearing here. No, and to be honest with you, Stan, do you take Sophie Who, me? I've, I've taken tablets before. Yeah, I have very bad back problems. But guess what? I read the back of the box. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You asked me a question. Let me answer you. Let me answer you. Let me answer you. Let me answer okay, your sorry, question. Sorry. Yes, okay. I did take them. I read the back of the yeah. box. I realised how bloody addicted you are. And as soon as I was finished with them, I got rid of them. And that's called self-control. And this is coming from a bloody alcoholic who spends like 20 okay. years. You, you know what I mean? But I realised that there's something in that that can, is highly addictive. So I only really take them when I bloody have to. It's all... Per- I mean, we can't, we can't book a We can't legislate for everything everybody no, we does. We're meant to be we human beings. But we're meant to no, be human beings. Right. You're right. Listen, Sam, yeah. you're right. You can't legislate for everything. I mean, we shouldn't have to. But here's the thing. When my child is 18, okay, or when my younger kids are 18, I would dread to think they can go into a chemist, buy a box of salt and within within weeks, because you know as well as I do if you're a recovering alcoholic, that's how quickly you can get addicted. Okay, Which but that can happen then with addicted. alcohol. Let me finish. Let me finish. All right? Yeah. I am telling you now. It, it, when it comes down to personal responsibility and all, when it comes to drugs, 
things like that. It's not about personal responsibility. It's about people's safety. Do you understand how many people... But these are, are safe. These have been proven to be safe. But these have been proven to be safe. That's why they're sold. But they have been. They have been. If they're for sale... Sorry, sorry. If they're for sale in a chemist, okay, they've went through so many different regulations and checks and things. But yes, there is side effects. Every tablet... You put an aspirin into you and has side effects. They all have side effects and it has them on the side of every box. If they were safe, for starters, we wouldn't have to be having this conversation. Second of all, there wouldn't be the warnings and the app you're asking people and the limits of how but many... They have to put warnings customers. on stuff. They have to put warnings okay. on stuff because unfortunately there's stupid people out you there. Know, you have to go into a chemist and you get your limited per, per, per customer. What other things do you know that's But that? they've obviously... Listen, the scientists, doctors and whoever makes these things have done so many checks on them and so many tests and so many things. They know, okay, codeine is addictive but you also need... They yeah. also give codeine for pain relief. So that's why they have on it. Uh, go to your doctor first then get your... your, your your tablets. If the thing keeps going, go back to your doctor. It says it on the side of the box. If your pain still is still at you, your go to your go to your doctor. But they have been proven. They have been proven to be safe, though. They, they would not sell them over the counter. Well, you're under a doctor, no, you're under that's down to people. But see, that's down to people's personal choice. I'm sorry, but that is down to people's personal choice. Some people have what's called an addictive personality. You have to have, people, and I'm not that's joking. people's choice. I know several people, and I'm not joking. There's one girl, this is, and this is not a word of a lie, and I swear to God, I almost, I do a little crime when I speak to her. She, the first thing she will do in the morning, she gets up every morning, the first thing she does is have thick sulfidine. Thick sulfidine in a small cup. Sorry, no, so that's the whole problem. No, no, because that's the whole problem. problem. So all yeah. you have to do without because you have somebody there that can't no, control their orders. But I, I, no, hey, Stan, I, I don't know if you listened. Hang on, hang on. I, I don't know if you listened to the... I don't know if you listened to the voice note that I played a moment ago. I did. From a guy whose mate is dead. Yeah, I've made sure we're dead, Adrian, from taking drugs over the years. Okay, but, but, but hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, 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 no. This guy originally took these drugs to deal with pain. Okay, and when and when the pain persisted, why did he not use his head and go and see his doctor? I don't know. See, I can't answer addiction. that. The man's dead. Yeah. So I have to suffer, and people like me out there who only need a box of Norfen every couple of months, say for something wrong, have to now pay sixty quid to go in to be doctor to get that same box because somebody can't control their orders. We don't do this with bloody sweets. We don't do it with junk food. We don't do it with alcohol. We don't do it with cigarettes. Okay, Rachel, just deal with that. We yeah. don't. We don't do the. Right. Uh, we don't ban all. All these uh, other products that he just mentioned, where yeah. we don't I, even we don't even have I, you can walk into a shop and buy a hundred cigarettes. We don't even have a restriction yeah. on cigarettes. Well, I'm going to be listen. I'm a smoker, but I actually believe there should be some ban. Not maybe I don't know if a ban is the word, but there should be something there. I, I and I'm a smoker, and I will say that. Do you know what I mean? I actually smoke because I can, and well, not because I can. I'm addicted now. Do you know what I mean? But when I smoked as a child, it was because I could as well. Do you know what I mean? But it's, it's more, I think a lot of it is more to do because it's more socially acceptable and sold and it's legal. I could put my life in it. This was a tablet that were being sold on, like, by a dealer or someone else. There'd be a whole bunch of and all this around that, and there'd be all this big thing. Do you know what I mean? Oh, don't go near them. They're dangerous. So, you know, 
Don't be going to the doctor for them. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a reason why certain drugs are, are given out under, like, say, doctors and med- or medical supervision. And even Scam said it there, you know, if things are that bad, go to the doctor. Do you know what I mean? That's why I believe. Because I, okay, I, you, I believe, you believe, you believe that, uh, that these drugs are so addictive and so potentially lethal if you get addicted to them that... You know, uh, you're Pardon me? This is not a word of a lie. Three days is Yeah, no, I'm aware, I'm aware of that. And that's why they tell you not to use them for more than three days. I'm aware of that. And and the yes. guy that we heard from that voice note a while ago uh, is somebody that uh, that took them, not to get addicted, took them to deal with pain and ended up taking them far too long, basically. And I know a girl that gets up first thing in the morning and the first thing she does is six opening. And by 10 o'clock, it's the same thing. And it's constant. And, and it's like, I just feel so sad whenever I speak to her. Because I just feel like it's, she's functioning and getting things done, but she's no different to someone that's using the heroin or other drugs. Mm. Okay, you know stay, I mean? stay there for one second. They're doing the same thing, but they're still addicted to a drug and their life is centered around getting that. Okay, stay, stay, stay there for one second. I want to just squeeze in one last call. Hang on there for a second. And that is Billy, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Billy? Hi, Adrian. Is this in connection with the documentary they were doing on the telly or something? No, actually, believe it or not, it's actually coincidental that um, Primetime are doing a documentary. We got a message from one of our listeners um, uh, about this exact topic, so it's kind of right, coincidental. Right. But what, what was your point? Yeah, I was just seeing him last night. About camp. Uh, now, I'm on the nearest and I take them an odd time, but uh, even today, coming in the bus, unbelievable, I thought I have a back spasm I did. Uh, I take them an odd time. Uh, uh, thankfully, my back spasm has gone at home, but uh, if I get one tomorrow, I'll be going down getting the earphone. Plus, I'm, I'm just uh, more annoyed about the price of them. I think it's 10 or 20, and then it's only 15 euro. But uh, believe me, Adrian. Mind you, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be even more, uh, Billy, if you have to go and get a prescription for them. I understand. But they can't do anything for me. I asked the doctor, uh, I went up to the appointment, and they said, couldn't do it, and the back spasm, back spasm. I says, what? And they said, well, all you can do is take uh, Neurofin. And I says, plus. And I says, I don't want to be taking Neurofin plus for the rest of my life. Uh, there was, you know what I mean? And uh, I don't. So I take them only when the back spasms come. Okay. And, uh, so let me ask you then how you feel about the fact that they uh, can be quite addictive. Thankfully, you're not addicted to them. No, um, but uh, it, they can be very, very addictive. And for that reason, they should be on prescription only. What's your view on that? Absolutely not, because uh, then I'd have to go down and pay 50, 60 euros for a prescription. I wouldn't miss just paying on my worst enemy. Absolutely. It's horrific. It is okay, pain. and uh, are they the only tablets that work for you, really, for the pain? Y- yes, because of the code being in them. Yes, okay. Yes. So um, uh, let me just go back to you, Rachel. It seems a little bit unfair that Billy would have to get a prescription for a drug that he's not addicted to. Uh, he's able to take only when he has these back spasms. Just out of curiosity, how many other ones have you tried? Well, I haven't tried any. I was told to try them because they're codeine in them. Okay, but well, you haven't tried any other medication to see what they work for the pain. But you're saying that these work and you don't know what ones they're codeine anymore. They do work. I, I, I rub in Valter, Valter oil and stuff like that. No. But, uh, I rub in, but, uh, in. Yeah. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, you're saying that these ones are the only ones that work. What other ones yeah. without codeine in it have you tried? I've tried personally. I tried Neurofin itself, normal Neurofin, which I got last uh, two weeks ago. I was away in Derby. I got back spasm, and uh, your woman gave me Neurofin, and I lo and behold, I didn't realise they were normal ones and they were useless. I was lucky that I managed to get up to the airport. Okay, so you again. you can see the difference between uh, a product with codeine in it and a product without. 
100%. The pain goes after about half an hour, yeah. Okay. Definitely. So, again, Rachel, it does seem a little bit unfair on somebody like him without an addiction to codeine to not be able to get his hands on those products. I don't. And I'll tell you why, because I think one of someone is having that constant back pain, there's something there, so they need to be under medical supervision anyway. Do you know what I mean? But I, I just think anything with it, like anything that, has, that can be that addictive, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's mind-blowing to me. I know, but, uh, but again, and this was mentioned earlier on, Rachel, again, this was said earlier on, people have addictions to alcohol and we're never going to yeah. ban alcohol. Because they're socially acceptable. Once it's socially acceptable... Okay, and, you, and, you, and, and, okay and your argument is that um, a drug like uh, a codeine-based medication should not be socially acceptable. That's really no, your point. Okay, be. all right, good. Be, yeah. Good to talk to you, Rachel. Thanks very much indeed. Let's squeeze in a couple of voice notes before we wrap up. When you go into your doctor with pain and they prescribe you Salpidol and you're getting like 20 of them a week and then you go back to your doctor and you say, oh, that pain's not going away, so they increase it to 30 a week. And then you go back in and you say, that pain's not going away. Instead of sending you for scans or x-rays or anything like that, they just just keep increasing them. Now they have me on 50 Salpidol a week, every week. And you're blaming Salpidine that's sold in the chemist. It's more down to the GPs. There's no point in going to the GPs. They're just as bad. Okay, it is a criticism of a lot of uh, GPs just throwing medication at uh, any problem. Finally, Rob. That one seems to be focused on one particular painkiller. All painkillers... Uh, are all op- all opioids are dangerous if taken in mass quantity uh, or for over far too long a period. So you can't just ban one and not ban all of them. All right, Rob, thanks very much indeed for uh, your message and thank you very much indeed, uh, all of you, for getting involved in this conversation. Um, one of the most uh, lively conversations I've ever had about this subject. Yeah, and a real eye-opener. As I said, if you know people who take painkillers... Let them listen to this podcast, you know, send them the link to the podcast. You'll see the link there on Spotify or on Apple. Send them the link, get them to listen to it because I'd hate for us in six months trying to be talking to someone who has lost a friend due to painkiller addiction. Yeah, obviously we can't wrap everybody up in cotton wool and we can't all live our lives just because some people have an addictive personality. And all I was saying was let's make it a bit more difficult to uh, get your hands on 75 tablets. That's all I'm saying. Thanks very much indeed for listening to this latest Opinions Matter podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, as Jeremy said, please uh, hit subscribe or follow. Share the podcast onto your own social media channels and uh, share it with family and friends who may be affected by the issues that we've been talking about. Thanks very much indeed for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.